Welcome to the UK Investor Magazine podcast, the latest on shares, markets and investments, now available on your Amazon Alexa. Hello and welcome to the UK Investor Magazine podcast, now also available on the UK Investor Magazine mobile app. Um, today's podcast, we're going to be discussing uh, the growing industry of sustainable energy in the UK, and in particular, a innovative UK company, Ripple Energy. Um, and to do that, we're very kindly joined by Sarah Merrick, who is the founder of Ripple Energy. Sarah, thank you very much for being with us today. Thanks. Hi, hi. So one of the main reasons uh, that we're joined by Sarah uh, this morning is that they're currently undertaking a crowdfunding campaign on Cedars. They are currently raising £350,000. They've hit 80% of their target. We're going to discuss more uh, that in more detail later on in the podcast. But Sarah, um, for people that aren't aware of, of Ripple, what is um, that your business and, and what's the problems that you're trying to tackle at this point in time? Yeah, so, so, so Ripple is a clean energy ownership platform. And, and what we do is we enable individual households and potentially businesses as well to um, own a little bit of a new wind farm or solar park and get the electricity that it generates supplied to their homes via the grid. So it's sort of instead of having to put solar panels on your roof in order to get the um to get green electricity that, that, that is your, your, your own source of green clean power. Um, you own a tiny bit of a large scale wind farm, which is so much cheaper. Um, and by doing it through Ripple, it's just really, really easy. So it's about 65% cheaper than rooftop solar. Um, and we estimate that over the wind farm's lifetime, a customer would save around 25% on their electricity bill as well. So it's just really easy. It's a really easy way to act on climate change and and make a genuine impact. Um, But also it saves you money on your electricity bill at at the same time. So so this is a fairly unique business. What what drove you to to take this path with, with Ripple Energy? Yes, yeah, so so I've I've always worked in the um in in the wind industry and you know the the cost of onshore wind and the cost of wind in general has just fallen so much over the last sort of ten fifteen years. Um, so onshore wind is now the UK's cheapest source of electricity. Um, and working at the heart of the industry, you know, subsidies were coming to an end, and the industry was looking at you know what 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 happens after subsidies. Um. And I'd spent a lot of time, you know, talking to politicians about how cheap wind was and how much people loved it. Um, but in order for people to, to own only really big, you know, Google and Facebook can, can buy green electricity direct, but individual consumers can't. So I set a ripple to enable individuals to have the same sort of collective buying power um, that, that, that the likes of Google and Facebook have got. OK, fantastic. So, um could you give a, a, a bit more detail in terms of a one of your customers' uh, sort of cycles of, of coming um, through the, the Ripple uh, platform and, and how they actually take the ownership of, yeah, uh, exactly. of, of wind farms? Yeah, so so what happens before we launch a project on, on, on the platform, we do, you know, we go out and find the projects um, and we then do all the due diligence, you know, make sure it's a good project. Um, and then we, you know, do lots of, you know, financial modeling of it as well, see if the savings that people would get would be good enough. Um, and then, so we launched our very first project on the platform in June this year. That's a single wind turbine in, in South Wales. Um, and then it's owned by a co-op. So 
people just come onto our website, they basically decide how much of the wind farm they want to own, and then they buy that share of the wind farm. It's owned by a cooperative. So you actually be, you become a member of the co-op and you own it through the co-op. So Ripple doesn't own it, but we sort of facilitate everything. Um, so you just go onto our website, you buy as much as you want. Um, and then we've partnered with Co-op Energy and Octopus Energy. So they basically supply the electricity from the wind farm to your home. And then we just do the switch. So if you need to switch to, to, to them in order to get the savings applied to your bill, we do all that for you. So you can sign up in just a few minutes. Um, you, yeah, so you just look at how much of the wind farm you need to own. You can just, we've got a calculator. So you put in how much electricity you use. You can then decide, you know, do you want all of it covered from the wind farm or do you just want a portion of it or do you want a little bit more than, than you use? So you decide how much you want to own. Um, it's really, really flexible. And then, um, yeah, you just buy buy your share, pay your money, um, and then we switch you um, to, to Co-op Energy if, if, if you need to switch. Um, and then you just sit back. When the wind farm's full, we then manage its construction. Um, and then when it's operating, you then get savings from the wind farm applied to your um, electricity bill direct. So, yeah, it's just, it's, it's really, really easy for people to, to do. They can just sign up um, in, in a few minutes. And the, the, if you want uh, all of your electricity covered by, by, by the wind farm, it's around sort of eighteen hundred pounds, but that is, yes, yeah, two thirds cheaper than the equivalent um, rooftop solar scheme. Okay, fantastic. So, what, Sarah? What makes Ripple unique? Because of, of, of course, you know, um, offshore wind is something that's been um, out there for for some time now, and and you know, people with their um, existing providers will obviously be, be taking some of that but what what's making ripple stand out from from other options out there in the market so the the, the, the main options that, that people have at the moment is rooftop solar if you want to be you know really have an impact and enable you know to, to actually increase the amount of renewable electricity in the uk you put rooftop solar on on your home um but you need to own your own home it has to have a you know lovely southwest facing roof or all that sort of stuff you can't rent it um and then there's obviously a load of green tariffs in the market as well but those green tariffs don't actually deliver additionality they don't lead to well most of them don't, don't, don't lead to actually more renewable electricity being generated they more like just divvy up what's already available in the market um so but with ripple it's sort of a, a combination of the two so you've got the additionality um but it's really really flexible so it doesn't matter where you live it doesn't matter whether you rent and if you move home it, it goes with you so it's got the sort of portability and ease of a green tariff um for a much much lower cost than the rooftop solar okay so i mean what what does this look like in terms of the competitive landscape in in the uk i mean is, is there anybody else that that's offering a service similar similar to yours i mean and, and where would you sort of fit in with um other options um in in terms of people looking to make investment into um the uh, sustainable energy and supply yeah, so, so so we sort of sit, as I said, sort of we, 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 we sit in between rooftop solar, green tariffs and other sort of, you know, green bonds, as, as, as it were, in the market. So, you know, there's a whole load of green tariffs in the market. They're, you know, they're, they're popular, but they don't deliver um, the impact that lots of consumers expect. There's rooftop solar, but it's really expensive. And, you know, you can see it on your home. If you move, you have to leave it behind. And then there's a lot of green investment vehicles where you can you know, invest in a fund um, 
But what we want to do is we want to appeal to people that don't see themselves as financial investors. So this is it, Ripple isn't an investment vehicle. It's a way for people to own their own source of low cost, large scale green electricity. So, yeah, we're not an investment vehicle. Um, and, you know, we, we, we limit how much people can actually own. They own roughly as much as they, they need. Um, and yeah, so, 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 so the, the sort of competitive landscape, it's it's a sort of a, a, almost a triangle where you've got your green tariffs on, on one point, um, rooftop solar, and then you've got um, investment vehicles um, on the other. And we sort of sit uh, in the middle of, of, of the three, really. OK, lovely. So what th- I mean, this is I mean, how, how long have you been going for, first of all, Sarah? And, and what's the growth been uh, like since you started in terms of the number of, uh, of users that you have on the platform? Yes. Yeah, so so I mean, we set up Ripple in 2017. Um, that was when we did to just establish the company. And then we um, launched. So we had to develop the platform, develop all the legal frameworks, um, secure the first wind farm. Um, we then were able to launch the platform in June this year. And so since June, we've got um, 550 customers um, and the platform's seen um, well over a million pounds of transaction happen on it. So we've been yeah, really pleased. We've proved there's you know, consumer appetite for, for what we're doing, which is absolutely fantastic. So, so what, what's next for, for Ripple? Of, of course, you're on um, Cedars at the moment, um, looking at uh, as capital raise. What's the the plans for growth going forward? Yeah, so in general, the plan for growth is just to do wind farm after wind farm, getting bigger and bigger, both in the UK mm. and elsewhere as well. So we're already looking at um, uh, you know potentially expanding into Ireland um, and also Australia. Um, so the, the the core model of just enabling electricity consumers to collectively own large-scale assets it's really really flexible really solid so it can be tweaked to a number of different um, um, applications and, and one thing that, that we are um, working on at the moment is um, working with property developers so there's a property development in um, the northwest of, of England and each of the new homes that are being developed will all come with a bit of a wind farm um, and so it's that sort of um, those sorts of partnerships that that we're looking to um, increase over the next um, couple of years. So, you know, the UK needs to build 300,000 new homes per year. Um, Increasingly, those homes will be electric. They won't have um, gas connections. Um, So obviously they they, they all need to be low carbon as well. So having, buying a new home and having it, you know, as well as having a fitted kitchen, it comes with um, a bit of a wind farm to power it for 25 years. It's that sort of solution um, that we're sort of looking to um, to develop over the next couple of years. So we've already got this first um, project and this first agreement with, um, with with this property developer, but it's that sort of um, application. So there's, you know, there's potential for working with housing associations, um, offering it to employees via a sort of employee benefit scheme. So a bit like a sort of season ticket loan. The employer would, you know, there's loads of companies, 45% of the FTSE 100 have set net zero targets. Um, they want to show their employees that they care about the environment. So by enabling their employees to own their own source of clean power, that's a really great way for them to underline um, their commitments to, to sustainability. So, yeah, we've got envi- um, employee benefits, housing associations, um, property developers as well, as well as just big companies becoming um, owners of the wind farm as well. So, yeah, we're looking at a lot of different options um, for the future, both in the UK, but then also abroad as well. 
Okay, lovely. So, of course, you're you're in Cedars at the moment. You're you're looking for three hundred fifty thousand pounds of investment to to fund uh, the growth plans that uh, that you just uh, outlined there. But in in terms of numbers, uh, you know, investors looking at this would like to get some idea of of what you're targeting and, and where. I mean, first of all, what what do you see as the uh, the total market that that you could uh, address, and and what would you like to have, and what do you think you you'd have over that? I mean, of that uh, market in the next few years. Yeah. So, in in, in terms of um, the wind and large scale wind wind and solar market is potentially um, eleven trillion dollars over over the next. Um, 30 so basically to, to, to 2050 there's a huge amount of investment that's going to go into wind and solar and we think that consumers themselves should be part of that market so instead of it just being you know pension funds infrastructure funds and utilities owning these assets we think that consumers themselves should be able to um, enjoy the benefits of ownership just like anyone else they know you know I, I know that I need electricity for 25 years um, so I want a bit of um, an asset that can give me that electricity for, for for 25 years so the market is absolutely huge um we're looking at um obviously a tiny proportion of that so we're looking at by, by 2026 and we're looking at having just under 900,000 customers in the in the markets that we're we're operating so you know a minuscule fraction um of of, of the market but but we think um there's huge scope um to grow because you know this wind and solar um investment is happening it's just about unlocking the ownership of those assets um for consumers so you know you, you can't own a bit of a coal station or a nuclear station mm. to um deliver your home uh low cost stable price electricity but actually you totally can own a little bit of a wind farm or a solar park and get the electricity that it generates supply to your home so you know as well as um the shift to a renewables um based energy system uh, you know, reducing carbon emissions, which is obviously the, the the key thing. That's what's really, really needed. It also unlocks, you know, different ways of doing things. And the thing that Ripple's really interested in is enabling consumers, having a transformation in who owns these energy assets. Okay, so um, having having a quick look at your um, crowdfunding page on Cedar. So anybody that list, is listening to this, if you do check out the notes of the podcast you'll find a link through to the crowdfunding page for, for Ripple. Now, it, it, it's a fairly unique model, which comes with a, a fairly unique revenue model as well. So would you be able to sort of outline how you, you're generating revenue at the moment? Yeah, so, um, so so we've got four revenue streams, or four, four primary revenue streams. The, the, the main one is that um, when somebody um, buys their bit of the wind farm, we charge them an arrangement fee. Um, so we charge 5% for the first one. We're planning on um, increasing that to, to 10% for, for later projects. So, you know, that covers all of our um, marketing and legal costs. Um, and then we charge um, a management fee to the co-op. So Ripple is basically the co-op's managing agent. So we just take care of everything, whether it's, you know, AGM or making sure the landlord, um, uh, the, the, the landowner gets paid. So we, we manage the, the wind farm on behalf of the co-op. So we charge a management fee for that. And then we charge our utility partners um, an acquisition fee. So if, um, you know, a bit like if you go onto U-Switch um, and you switch to a different electricity provider, you know, the electricity provider gives you switch a, a, a fee. Our um, our utility partners will pay us a fee, not not for our first project, but but, but for later projects. Um, and then we're also um, planning to partner with other um, companies. So we've got a um, MOU in place with Sunamp, which is a heat 
um, battery provider. So, you know, if we sell a sun amp on our on our website to one of our customers, um, we would then expect to get a, um, a sort of commission for, for that as well. So we've got these four different revenue streams um, early on in, in, in a customer's life uh, um, life time um, it's the arrangement fee which is the real driver of, of our revenues but actually over the customer's 25 year lifetime the other elements become much much more important as well so we've got early upfront revenue from the um, arrangement fee but then we've also got a long-term um, revenue throughout the customer's um, lifetime with us okay lovely thank you so what people will be interested to know, you know, and always are when they're looking at, at, at private companies, um, what will the funds be spent on? You've obviously conducted one uh, series fundraise in the past, um, coming back for, for a second time. Um, any, any funds raised now, where would they be allocated to? So um, a large part of it will be marketing. So the, the, the biggest issue that, that, that we face is the vast majority of people in the UK have no idea that they can now own a little bit of a wind farm to supply their home with green electricity for 25 years. So we need to um, spend money on marketing to make sure people or to, 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 to tell people this is, this is what you can do and how fantastic it is. Um, so there's marketing for, for this project and also for our second project, which we're planning to launch um, next year. Um, there's then, um, you know, expanding into other markets. So, um, yeah, working on Ireland and um, Australia as well. Um, there's the tech side. So we need to develop an app so that people will be able to see, um, you know, in real time how much their bit of the wind farm is, is generating. Then they can compare that with how much they're using in their home. Um, and then there's just obviously our, um, our, our, our business costs as, as well. So the, the the biggest chunk is on is on marketing and building a um, a world class brand for for Ripple. Lovely. And just to just to finish off now, Sarah. Of, of course, um, Ripple's still a private company. Um, there's no immediate secondary market um, immediately. So you know the, the investors will be looking for an exit in the future. I mean, where do you see the company going? And sort of over the next sort of three to five years plus, where, where do you see um, yourself going in, in terms of presenting a potential exit for for investors in this round? Yeah, so 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 we're expecting, um, as I said, just just have more and more projects in more and more different markets. So that by twenty twenty six, we're looking to have um, yeah around nine hundred thousand customers across those markets, and those nine hundred thousand customers will be really engaged they'll be clearly you know they would have put their hands in their pockets act on climate change um and you know we, we will have a, a model that is really really scalable so so our platform is highly scalable both in the uk and and elsewhere as well so we think would be really attractive to somebody um either a new entrant into the um low carbon space or potentially um you know somebody that's already operating in it who, who wants um you know, a way to diversify um, their offering and to offer customers something that's really relevant to them and empowers them to um, to, 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 to take charge of their um, clean energy future, essentially. So, yeah, potentially for um, uh, new entrants, but also we think, you know, we, we would be attractive to people who are already existing in the market as well. Fantastic. Fantastic, Sarah. So just as a reminder to anybody listening, in the notes to this podcast, there will be a link through to the crowdfunding site Cedars, where you'll be able to find out more information um, about Ripple. So Sarah, thank you very much for joining the podcast today. Okay, wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you.
We hope you enjoyed listening to the UK Investor Magazine podcast. Please do share the podcast and we really value any reviews and comments you leave us in your chosen podcast player. The views presented by the hosts and guests of the UK Investor Magazine podcast are in no way investment advice. And please remember, all investment involves risk.